Vegas takes over. Smith comes out to the neutral zone. Deals right. Marshall fires. He scores! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Smith to Marshall. Four to two Golden Knights. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace, Millard, and Chapman inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the big night in Montreal. 3-0 or a series at 2-1. That's what we're looking at. Pending the result this evening, as the Canadians will try to win for the first time in the uh, Stanley Cup final. Tampa Bay won the opening two games at home, uh, and if if Montreal wins tonight, we just go. We got a homer series. That sounds like a tall task against the defending champions, but the way Montreal played, you guys, in Game Two. I, I mean, I think there's confidence there. I do. I hedge a little bit wondering, did they throw their best at Tampa and didn't get anything out of it? And now it's going to be a rollover. That's a possibility. But in in watching what Vegas did in Colorado and then coming home and the momentum that they were and confidence they were able to take off of game two in that series, I, I wouldn't put it past these Montreal Canadiens to win at home and make this thing interesting. Yeah, I, I think that this is one of those situations where um, it's easy to write off the Canadians right now, right? Like you, you look at the fact that they're down 2 nothing in the series. You look at the fact that it, it's really an, essentially a must-win game for them tonight in game number three. I think it's very easy to write off the Canadians, but I'm not going to do that because with this team – and I know that you're going to go to Ghosts. I'm just going to say I think they're they're a good team, and I think that they find ways. Uh, I just don't believe that they're going to flame out here in this round. I think that this series still has some legs, and there's still some time to go. What are you talking about, Ghosts? What do you mean? What am I talking about? You just put words in my mouth. <laughs> what are you mouth? talking about? You put words in yeah. my mouth. Yeah, I did. I did, because all you've done... This entire playoff is talk about ghosts. That's it. Well, let's look at the impact of the ghosts. There's for no the Montreal tangible Canadians. impact at all. The ghosts got they Montreal no impact on the into game. the series against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The ghosts staved mm-hmm. off elimination against those Maple Leafs, and the ghosts were able to close out the Winnipeg Jets. The Ghosts closed out the Vegas Golden Knights. The Ghosts are real. And the Ghosts have managed to make the trip mm-hmm. over from the Montreal Forum to the Bell Center and are now spreading their ghostly wings, if they have wings. I don't know what they ghosts actually have but the ghosts the ghosts are real my friend 
Yeah, they're they're not at all, not even a little bit. Um, but that's fine. Like in in your mind, because I like I've sat with this for a while now, and I'm just trying to and like envision when you talk about the ghosts. How do you the see it? Like what? No, no, no. I not just ghosts. Okay. Like, not just any ghost. Not Amityville ghosts. Not uh, not Casper Probably ghost. Like, not uh, like Slimer. Not not Slimer from Ghostbusters. I'm talking about the ghosts of the Montreal Canadiens. They they are real. So like you can't you can't like actually put it into an image for us. No, I, I've never actually I've never seen them. They look like, and I don't know whether they 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 float around by uh, with the, with the uh, woolen socks and the st- uh, the old steel bladed skates. Uh, instead of the tuck bladed, the tube skates. Uh, I, I've never seen one. I don't know anybody who has seen one, but I've I've definitely witnessed their work back in 1986 so- with Patrick Waugh coming up. And uh, it, this is a great example. I'll give you one save. Mm-hmm. And okay. I'm guessing you've all seen this save. 1986, Patrick Waugh comes out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. Montreal ends up winning the Stanley Cup. But there's a save against the New York Rangers where Patrick Waugh makes this big windmill glove save. He's got the plain white mask. Uh, the, the save is at Madison Square Garden, but the ghosts are, are, are heavily involved here. He's in the, inside the bottom of the circle, Patrick Waugh is. Now think mm-hmm. about that on the ice. When the last time you saw a goaltender <laughs> making a windmill glove save and he's fully inside the face-off circle. And it, 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 it belies any type of effectiveness because you just mm-hmm. pass it over and you got an open net. But he makes his gloves. That, that was the image from uh, 1986. And then the ghosts from that Montreal mm-hmm. team in 1993 that managed to uh, shrug aside all the contenders and then beat Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. And you think? do you think Wayne Gretzky allows a teammate to have an illegal stick uh, in, the, in game number two? No. Yeah. The ghosts put that stick. No. Marty McSorley on the nope. bench. The ghosts That's... made that happen. And the, the, the Montreal Canadiens during these runs just seem to get breaks that – that are different. And the ghosts, this is a big night for the ghosts. Have have they mm-hmm. used up all their energy, or do the ghosts have one more series in them? Well, you 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 told me that the ghosts didn't make the trip down to Tampa, so like, no, how were they it was able a COVID to year. make the trip to If it Madison's wasn't a COVID part, year, okay, they, they would have been able to do come it. On. But the quarantine, this... the quarantine, you know how much red tape a They're ghost, ghosts! A ghost they don't, have to, they don't have to quarantine, they're ghosts, Darren! The, the, the if you, cor- like, if you're telling me, hold on, if you're telling me that they can just manifest away from the forum in Bell mm-hmm. Center because they're ghosts, yeah. they could just manifest themselves in Tampa. Look at... And then you lo- wouldn't have to be coming from two, two games down. Ryan. Like, what are you talking about? Ryan, the Toronto Raptors played the last two years in the United States. The Toronto Blue Jays have played the last uh, two years in, in the United States. The amount of red tape that it takes to get in beings. and out of Canada right now uh, has has reached the level where even the ghosts can't make the trip. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to go another step further here. The Canadians playing started playing in the form in 1926. 
Tonight mm-hmm. will mark the first Stanley Cup game, Stanley Cup final game, not mm-hmm. at the Montreal Forum since that year. And that's that's big in itself. So I think the ghosts will have all like will be so excited for this game to be able to be back in action for the first time since 1993. It uh, it's there. It you you laugh, you mock, mm-hmm. you make fun yep. of, you snicker behind my back, you snicker in front of my face. I can hear it. I can 100%. see it. But I'm telling you, when it happens tonight and something strange occurs, mm-hmm. the first thing you are going to think of is Mallard was right. The ghosts nope. are there. And I expect so, I expect so, an acknowledgement on social media. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> what I... What I am curious about, like, what if the Canadians just go out and nothing wonky happens? Like, nothing weird happens. They just go out and win a hockey game. Do you reduce that down to the ghosts being very subtle? Or do you just acknowledge that the people on the ice are are the ones that determine the outcome of a game? Well, why would the ghosts get involved if Montreal Canadians are just taking care of business? Because why would you leave anything to chance? If you're a ghost and you can just affect the outcome of a game, why wouldn't you just do it? If the Canadians have things in hand on their own, the ghosts will save that for game four or or game six. That's when they'll they'll hold it back. They will only get involved if they're required. Mm -hmm. And if Montreal has a 3-1 lead in the second or third period, there's no reason to start throwing little pieces of magic out there to affect the result. Now, if it's 2-2 going to the third period, I think my spotty senses will be tingling tonight. I Hey, I don't expect you to be a believer. You're new to this, this whole ghost Montreal Canadian thing. I Come know I, I, I don't expect you to be a believer. I was around in 93. I'm just you telling about? you to be aware and be prepared for something. The ghosts in a year like this. Yeah. Hey, by the way, do you know how many times the, they're like so they, the they're Montreal not even Forum, impressive ghosts? They couldn't. They couldn't get to Tampa. The like they got caught Forum up in quarantine. Was, That's ridiculous. The form was built in started playing in 1926, and mm-hmm. was through the, the early 90s before the uh, Canadians moved over to the Molson Center. Now it's called the Bell Center. You know how many times, and, and they want to, like, they were in the final a lot, as we know, because they've won the most Stanley Cups of any franchise. You know how many times, and this will probably put a cherry on top of the whole ghost conversation. It may, you're a skeptic and a sports talk radio, and you're doing what you're supposed to do in, in being uh, contrarian. But do you know how many times the Stanley Cup was presented? At the Montreal Forum, between the mid twenties and the mid nineties, I do actually. How many times it was presented to the opposition? Once. One time. Once. Mm-hmm. Now, does that not tell you that the ghosts, <laughs> when you're in the final that many times, <laughs> like the Montreal Canadiens were? 
and they yeah. and the Stanley Cup was only presented to the other team once in your rink, folks. We got some supernatural stuff going on. So tonight, when Tampa Bay looks like they're doing fine, and a puck bounces off a stanchion, or mm-hmm. or how about this? Uh, a 100-foot shot finds its way in. And I'm talking okay. about Montreal against okay. Chicago in the 70s. Tony Esposito. How does he whiff on that? How Listen, does how does he completely whiff on that? Ghosts. Darren, I'll tell you this right now. If John Merrill mm-hmm. throws a puck from his own zone yep. on net and Andre Vasilevsky misses it and it goes in, I'm talking about a two hundred foot shot. He is he's just throwing it in from his side of the ice and it goes in. Maybe, just maybe in that moment. I'll believe in a ghost. You're skeptical, because now you're now yeah, you're ba- you no you've made it too specific. You can't do that with the ghosts. They need freedom to work. And and we're they not can even just talking about do whatever they want. They're ghosts. They can literally do whatever they want. I'm not talking They're about ghosts. John Beliveau. I'm not talking about greats that have moved on. They don't work that way. It's not. Uh, it's it's. Um, it's not uh, George Vesna. No ghost of Jacques Plante. Jacques Plante. No, no, they're a collective ghost in in Montreal, and and just listen, listen how they get summoned by the organ, mm-hmm. that really? beautiful organ at the now they're, now they're uh, at the Bell summoned. Center. And okay, oh, that you know organ what? will bring them out, and all of a sudden, boom. Something crazy happens, and you're saying, "This, this will be the these will be the words that Ryan Walls will utter tonight." Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Followed by, do you have a beep button there? Like, do you have a beep? I don't. Don't put this on me. No, but can you can you play a beep? If it works, I mean it's on. No, no, just play it, a beep. Just, just play the beep. He's not going to oh, say the bad oh, word. He's oh. just going to pretend no, no, like no, he's I, saying I, the bad I don't, word. I don't have so a beep. So all the drops you have, you don't have just a simple beep. No, I, I don't. Beep. No, beep. I don't have that. Yeah. I'll do it for you. Mallard beep. was right. Okay. Um, beep me. That. Mallard was right. <laughs> after, after you say, this would have been a whole oh. lot better if if Chapman would have just got what I was talking about. No, I, I, so I, he's yeah. going to say, you're going to say. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Beep me. Mallard was right. And listen, then you're going to get on your phone that. and you're going to text me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, listen. Here's the thing. Um, if Victor Hedman all of a sudden has an illegal stick, mm-hmm. maybe I'll believe in ghosts. See, now you're getting Probably too specific. Not, you're getting too specific. Uh, there's, nothing, there's nothing too specific, Darren. These are things that have happened before. How about how about like a skate blade breaks or no, a stick come breaks? On. That happens all the time. Or a puck that, that, goes over the glass. That's too subtle. Or, okay, or here's whatever. Here's a there's legitimate. Gonna, here's a legitimate question. Okay. Because because you have made the argument that the ghost could not travel to Tampa because of quarantine. COVID. Yeah. How COVID. are you convinced? How are you certain that they can actually get into Bell Center if there's only? 3,500 people allowed in Bell Center. Because I saw, I saw them there. that the, the ghosts are going to be able to get in? I saw what they did behind the net in, in the third period in in game 
Uh, three. I, I saw what blame they did. Blame the ice. Don't blame the ghosts. Ah, uh, you say ice. I say ghosts. <laughs> you say ghosts. Yeah, I, okay. I'm talking about something physical. Yes, you're right. You're right. Just, How dare if, I? If, I'm if, crazy. If you want to mock me, mock me tomorrow. Mock me on we're not on the, Tuesday. We're not on tomorrow. On Tuesday. Mock me on Thursday. Mock me after the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. I, I will be open for that mockingness. But don't mock me yet, because it's just going to put you in a position. I think so much of you, Ryan, that I'm looking out for you. I'm saying, Ryan, be careful. Yeah. Because if you okay. if you go over the line mocking me now, it's just mm-hmm. going to hurt that much more when the ghosts do their thing. What's going to happen is if I can't the tell Montreal Canadiens get back into this series, it is going to be because they play a good hockey game. And the, and ghosts, the ghosts would like nothing aren't more. going to do anything to impede that or change that because they just simply don't exist. Never mind the fact that you're talking about ghosts from the forum, and yet they can just manifest themselves in a new building. That but doesn't have, make any sense. The it's team's ridiculous. never been in a final before. They, they've never been required. They, this, they've been saving it up. Do, do you actually believe this? Yes. Do I believe okay. in the Montreal Canadian ghosts? One hundred and ten percent. It's a mental thing. I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I've I've, I I've watched them in action a little bit. I've watched them. You've you, I you've seen been... weird things happen. Guess yeah. what, Darren? Hockey is a weird game. No, there's weird uh, things happen in hockey. My my wife, who is mm-hmm. uh, I would say outside of my job and her job when she worked for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Would be a, a fan of hockey, but not a diehard fan. She loves the game yeah. and she loves the Golden Knights. But uh, if if she was married to somebody else and lived in Saskatoon, I don't think that she would be watching as much as she does now. Mm-hmm. She is a firm believer in the ghosts and of the Montreal Canadiens, and and is slightly hurt that you guys mm-hmm. have not jumped on board and have doubted this because she also believes that the ghosts of the Montreal Canadiens are real. See, now I think one well, of those ghost hunter guys lives here in town, so I think there's something brewing here. you got to hook up with that guy, head up to Montreal when all this quarantine and you can get across the border without a problem, and, and mm-hmm. he'll solve it once and for all. He'll tell you, Darren, I think you're crazy. Well, yeah. the problem is a game has to be played. Yeah. Oh, it only happens. Okay. During, yeah. Like, so it's yeah, kind of like Phantom to, of the Opera, yeah, right? The guy like, only shows yeah, up right. during, during the opera. They're not directing traffic or anything oh, like that. Like, when there's not a going on. Yeah. Chris, you're absolutely right. It, it Like, in terms of what is, what are the ghosts like, I I, I think the Phantom of the Opera is the perfect uh, yeah, yeah. parallel. The Phantom yeah, of the no, Forum. Right. There you go. It's like an episode you, of Scooby-Doo uh, now. See, the Phantom of the Forum I can get behind. The Ghost, not so much. You guys are setting <laughs> yourself up he's, he's for really a world bad. of dirt. You're sour. What happens I'm, if what happens I'm if Tampa wins like five points? What what ghosts what like like how far 
down this rabbit hole does it go for you? Is it just the ghosts of the Montreal Forum, or do you believe in other ghosts in, in other situations? Oh, well, that's an interesting question. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure it is. I firmly believe in the ghosts of the Montreal Canadiens. I think I've made that clear. I am yes. fearful of ghosts in, in other parts. And here, here's just a footnote. Without me even talking to my daughter about this, mm-hmm. yeah. I talked to my daughter about other things, but we, we, we haven't <laughs> talked about the supernatural stuff at all. Right. My 14-year-old daughter. I look, because they're going to Canada in the morning, uh, and so they're packing up today. I look in the suitcase. What's on top of the suitcase about to be closed is a Ouija board. Oh no! Yep. Oh no! No! Yeah, they're, they're, no! They're, they're taking it to to the cottage because that's where they're going to do their mm-hmm. quarantine, and she's got a Ouija board. So they, I can't plan that. Listen, tell the wife throw that thing in the ocean because because you don't want to mess with the Ouija board. Listen to listen to Chapman. I I've done it before when I was a teenager, and it it freaked me out. Really? Yes. Yes. What do you say to that? I, I I I will I will get on board with the Ouija board. That thing, we we did it like three times, and that was it. I'm like, no, no, I can't do this again. Was it just like hyper specific? Or yes, what? yes, it was hyper hyper. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did it say you were going to work with this crazy Canadian? No, guy but in, like like the the thing that the thing that freaked me out was I I asked it what what color hair the girl I was dating at the time was, and no one else in the room knew. She went to a different school. Nobody knew her. That that thing. So, but she had red hair. Why didn't you tell anybody that you were dating her? Well, no. People knew that I was dating someone, but they didn't. They had never met her at the time. And it says R E D, red hair. She was a redhead. And and nobody knew but me. Mm. Sounds like we got a convert. Well, I'm not buying into the ghost of the forum thing, but I will tell you, Ouija boards are, are my, my guess is it was probably me subconsciously moving it, but uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, it doesn't happen. Like guess. the ghost went 1971, Ken Dryden, out of nowhere, bursts on the scene, wins the Stanley Cup. Tony Esposito allows like a 250 foot shot. Jacques Lemaire was in the upper bowl when he let go of the shot. And, and whiffs on it, or else uh, the Chicago Blackhawks are going to beat the Montreal Canadiens in that series. The Ghosts had a hand in that. 1971. Mm. They went away for a while because they weren't required. 1986, Ghosts come back. Patrick Roy, boom, done. Win the Stanley Cup. Ghosts go away. They even allowed the 1989 Calgary Flames a little bit of uh, redemption from losing in 86. The Ghosts felt bad, allowed that to happen. 1993, illegal stick. Marty McSorley, right when, when okay. the uh, L.A. Kings were going to get back in the series. And now from 1993, switch the buildings series. and then go. I know, but uh, Montreal was going to. Yeah, right, because the uh, overtime. Uh, mm-hmm. The 1993 until now, Ghosts stayed away. They're back in it. Why would they stay away okay. though? Like why why so stay away for eighteen years? Well, you can't yeah. do it every like, year, or else it gets a little old. It hurts. It hurts you, you the uh, the <laughs> competitive and the balance and the parity. Yeah. 
That's, no, that's, yeah, that's 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 ridiculous. They've that's won, ridiculous. They've won twenty four of the four I wanna, cups. I think I think I, they've I, done so, the ghosts have so done pretty win well every for themselves. Single one of them. If I'm a ghost and I could do this, I'm gonna do it every single time. Yeah, you want to make it so the Montreal Canadiens never lose the game. But what if they close the league down because you win every year? Then and, then you're out of and you're, out of you're, a job. Like you're sitting here, you're sitting here pointing to Ken Dryden, Hall of Famer. Patrick Waugh, Hall of Famer. He, what they if? Then. And just, just stick, just stick with me for one second. What if Ken Dryden and Patrick Waugh were just two of the best at that position to ever play the game, and goaltending was very, very important, and that is why they won Stanley Cups. It, it could and not be. ghosts. It could be, but at that it, point, it's possible. Ken Dryden was just a, a smart guy at a Cornell. And in 1986, Patrick Waugh was this quirky guy from Granby. Who talked to his goalposts? And look what the ghost did I for them. I believe in the goalposts better more than I do the ghost. Come on. What do you think? What do you think tonight or Monday? Because there's no game up, by the way on on the weekend because of the Fourth of July. So it's uh, mm-hmm. it's tonight and then Monday. Mm-hmm. What are the chances something wild happens and you go? Ghosts. I can't wait for my Twitter account to blow up. Not the ghosts, but from people texting and saying, Ryan should listen to you more often. I can tell you that there's not going to be a message from me to you tonight saying that you were right about the ghosts of the Montreal Forum. Hmm. Unless, Unless the two specific things that I talked about and ghosts, listen. No, no. Ghosts of the Montreal you Forum. Can't go no, no, here, here hold you. on. I'm I'm sending it out there. Ghosts no. of the Montreal Forum. If you're offended because I don't believe in you, please. I've given you two very specific examples of what I'd like to see in the in this game tonight that prove to me your existence. And if that happens, then sure, Darren, ghosts, I will go out there and I will say. Ghosts don't like to be told what right. to do. They hate being That's told fine. what to do. So I did. I don't. We'll, I don't we'll think see they what exist, happens, Darren. I don't think it. I don't think this is real. We'll have some uh, ghost aside commentary on the Stanley Cup Final uh, and what uh, we expect to happen coming up in our number one of the VGK Insider Show. And there's also a couple of other really intriguing things happening uh, under the radar as we approach the expansion draft and teams that are maneuvering themselves. Uh, we've got Hall of Fame players in play. We have uh, Norris Trophy candidate players in play. And we've got underachieving superstars in play. We'll tell you uh, who could potentially be in play for the Vegas Golden Knights. And if not that, then where these athletes could end up. It's the VGK Insider Show. I got you just thinking about this on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. What a great tune. If Tampa was smart, they'd bring that whole... Tesla coil down from the uh, the Raptors of Emily Arena and just have that thing on a backpack ready to go oh, in case uh, one of those if, ghosts show up at the Bell Center tonight. 
If the uh, if the Tampa Bay Lightning rolled up to Game Three in an Ecto One, I'd be I'd be done like that. would be the greatest entrance ever. Stamkos comes out wearing a proton pack on his, <laughs> on his yes. back. Well, he, he just changes his name to Venkman. You know who's going to show up Venkman. tonight? Walking out there, Dominic Ducharme, mm-hmm. Montreal Canadiens head coach, returns off the uh, COVID list. Ha- hasn't coached since uh, Game Two of the uh, Vegas series. And he will be back uh, behind the bench as the Montreal Canadiens attempt to win uh, for the first time in this series. We we have some things to take care of in this set. Uh, Montreal played a very good game in game two. And and for all intents and purposes, this series should be tied. But the best goaltender in the world right now uh, was was up to his his billing in Andre Vasilevsky. Montreal, like they they do, Ryan. To to your point during the Vegas series, Montreal is so successful when they score first. That's going to be a big part tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's to me in terms of this game, in terms of where the Canadians can kind of swing things back in their favor. They've got to find the first goal. They, they've got to find a way to beat Andre Vasilevsky early on in this game, and then start to build from that moment. Montreal is 11 and 2 in these playoffs when they score first. Like that's incredible. What what hurts them if they don't score first is is not the fact that uh that their record is so great when they do find the board uh early on in the game. It's the fact that Tampa Bay is even better than Montreal when they score first and, and are 14 and 2. So the you've got two teams that are virtually a lock when they manage to score before their opposition in a game. And that's where the first goal is almost doubled down important for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. I, again, it's, it's in terms of like looking at this series and looking at the difference in, in, you know, especially in game two, it's the fact that the Tampa Bay lightning were able to dictate play in that third period. They were able to, force Montreal a little bit out of their comfort zone because they got that late goal in the second period. And, you know, for me, in terms of of the Canadians, their best shot has to be building a lead, settling into what they do well. And you saw their ability to frustrate Tampa. And I think the biggest question mark going into the series is if the Montreal Canadiens play their best game, can they stifle the offense? Can they frustrate the Tampa Bay Lightning? I think we found the answer to that slightly simply because it wasn't the Kucherovs, it wasn't the Stamkoses, it wasn't those guys that were finding the back of the net. It was the depth pieces for the Lightning that were able to break through. That all being said, I don't think any of it matters outside of score the first goal and then rely on Carey Price to steal you one because I think he's going to have to be better than Andre Vasilevsky over the next two games. I thought John Cooper made a great point uh, in talking about what they're going to face tonight uh, in Montreal when it comes to the atmosphere. Normally, Bell Center, like, there's no better place. If you're a traditionalist and you just love that, I'll take the the nightclub of T-Mobile every night of the week, but if you are just a pure traditionalist, that organ and the feel and the language and uh, everything that goes with uh, with Montreal, you you have to experience at least once. Uh, go to a, a Saturday night game, Toronto-Montreal, uh, in, in February, and you just, it oozes uh, hockey. Tonight, 
you're going to get some of that, but you're not going to get the full environment of, of a capacity crowd. This will be the first time that Tampa Bay doesn't play in front of a packed building this year in the playoffs. Uh, it was jammed in Florida. It was a, like a rocking place in Carolina, one of the best buildings going in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then you saw the band box, the old barn at Nassau Coliseum. This will be very different. But John Cooper made the point a year ago in the bubble, his team was able to win without anybody in the building in in winning the Stanley Cup in, in both Toronto and Edmonton, two different two different buildings. The, the difference was they didn't go from 100 to 20 miles per hour. And that will be uh, a slight adjustment. I know that it was different for Vegas. I, I don't think it had a, an impact on the overall result, but there was uh, a getting used to that uh, environment and the vibe at the, at the Bell Center. That will be an interesting thing to watch to see if it – it affects Tampa's energy level at all in the early going. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. You're used to playing in in a relatively packed building, and you know I I think the atmospheres that the 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 Tampa Bay Lightning have been playing in in the playoffs have been really really good. And you know we we talked about it a little bit earlier on in the postseason when it was harder and harder, I think, to find myself watching uh, the North Division playoffs just simply because when you looked at Carolina, when you looked at Vegas, when you looked at all these different places, Nashville, that had fans, there was just a difference in the energy level, 100%. It felt different watching it on TV. I have to feel it felt different for the athletes. But uh, I do think that when you look back at the Vegas series against the Canadians, it wasn't as loud as T-Mobile Arena, but there was energy in that building. And and I think that there's something to be said about the fact that you're going to get some energy from your home crowd. I like the Canadians in this game. I think they're going to win tonight. And I I just think that they're going to be able to go home and put out in front of their fans. Now, along with getting their coach back, which I think is is great and it feels good, I, with all due respect, uh, after watching what, what Luke uh, did, uh, Luke Richardson has done in, in the Vegas series, and then early on here, uh, they were just fine with, with Luke running the bench. But last change is going to come into play for the first time for Montreal against Tampa this year and this, in this series. How does that affect Tampa Bay's effectiveness? And does that allow Montreal to get anything going? Uh, Josh Anderson is a big guy for me for what Montreal is able to do. If he can get some open ice and uh, and get the ability to to get to the net, uh, I think that uh, that he can swing. To Foley, Suzuki, Caulfield, we know that they're going to try and free up that group. But the the idea of Paul Byron and Josh Anderson, two guys, uh, one's, one's small, one's a big body, but both can skate. If they can get... Those two wingers going with uh, Jesperi Kakanami, uh, I think Montreal can. Uh, that's going to be a really important matchup uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. 
Yeah, you look at Josh Anderson and what he was able to do uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. He had some some really really big plays. Obviously, uh, the gift, but then the the winner mm-hmm. in overtime in game number three, and then you know game five, right? Like this is Josh Anderson making a play on the first goal of the game. We talked about how important first goal was. He was flying against Vegas. He's been a little bit quiet so far against the 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 Tampa Bay Lightning. But I thought he was good in Josh game two. Anderson. I thought he had some good looks hey, in game two. Yeah, but just in terms of a finish, right? Like yeah. you're, you're going to talk about the, the the entire Canadians team. They're not finishing right now. They're not finding the back of the net. So you need more from those forwards. You need more from the the guys that you rely on, that you look to to make plays and score some goals. Especially when they were able to do it so well against Vegas. I think I think you're you're keyed in on a player in in Josh Anderson that that needs to find a way in this game tonight. But the the one for me, Cole Caulfield, like. Cole Caulfield was electric, electric against the Vegas Golden Knights. He has not been as electric against Tampa. You've got to give credit to the Lightning for, mm-hmm. for shutting him down through through the first two games. But I think Cole Caulfield's going to be much better tonight in Montreal for the Canadians. I'm looking forward to this, uh, this one as well. And then a bounce-back game from Carey Price uh, mm-hmm. against Andre Vasilevsky. And that may be one of the biggest influencers of this Game three tonight is Carey Price stepping back up uh, and trying to get his team back in the series. Uh, he didn't have to be the guy as much as as I would have thought he would have had to be against the Vegas Golden Knights. Tonight, he has to be the guy. Barring uh, yeah. like a five-goal, six-goal outbreak by the Montreal Canadiens, uh, Carey Price has to soundly outplay Andre Vasilevsky to get the result. 100% at the end of this game, without a doubt, Carey Price has to be better than Andre Vasilevsky. Full stop. That is what needs to happen for the Canadians to win tonight. Who would you take in goal if you had one game to play and you had the entire National Hockey League to choose from? I want that answer because the two goaltenders in this game might be one-two in your answer with a guy in Las Vegas rounding out the top three. I'm curious to get Chapman, Wallace, and you, the listener, uh, your reaction uh, via social media. Tweet us as we continue on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. A couple of Vezina Trophy winners going head-to-head in the Stanley Cup Final, Andre Vasilevsky and Carey Price. The current Vezina Trophy winner, Marc-Andre Fleury, got his team to the Stanley Cup semifinal, the third round for the third time in four years for the Vegas Golden Knights. Those are three names that I'll just put out there. But if you had one game, whether it be a Game 7 for the Stanley Cup or an Olympic Championship Tournament Final, who would you pick if you could pick anybody in the world to be your goaltender right now? Be not time to play the uh, Olympic final in in ice hockey, but I'm I'm, I'm willing to work with it because uh, I've talked about the paranormal uh, for much of this show. Uh, Darren Millard, along with Chris Chapman and Ryan Wallace, I'm going to make Chapman go first now, so he can't steal anybody else's okay. bets. Uh, okay, I'll go Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, all right. And what about you, Ryan Wallace? 
Yeah, it's Andre Vasilevsky. Interesting. Unanimous from the VGK Insider Show that it's Andre Vasilevsky, who is not just based on our opinion, although I do think we carry significant weight uh, in in the hockey world. Uh, I think that this has become the choice among those around our game, that Andre Vasilevsky, even though he's not the Vesna Trophy winner the last couple of years, is the best goaltender in the game. Who's number two? Hmm. Yeah, it, it's an interesting question for sure. Um, I, I think that right now, if we're looking at it objectively, I, I'd say that there's a couple of names that spring to mind. Obviously, Carey Price, he's he's in the final right now. He is kind of that guy, whereas you look at the, the players, they have tremendous respect for Carey Price. They believe that he is the type of goalie that you don't want to face in an elimination game and you want on your side when you're in one. Let me just Mark stop Andre you there. Fleury. Let me just stop you there. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Carey Price, the last two regular seasons, very average. Last yes. year in the bubble, fantastic. Mm-hmm. This year in the Stanley Cup playoffs, coming off the uh, concussion, lights out and uh, has been all world for the Montreal Canadiens. But regular season-wise, very average to the point that if it's not Jake Allen, they don't get into the playoffs. This year, if it's not for expanding it to uh, uh, an open uh, invitation, basically, in the in the Eastern and Western Conference last year, they don't get a chance to participate in the bubble. So the uh, that's my just playing devil's advocate on Carey Price. Now, Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury's right there. He He's won some gigantic games in his career. He's got three Stanley Cups. You know that he's been there. If you need to win one game, I, I can see the argument for Marc-Andre Fleury. Absolutely. He's also the current Vezina Trophy winner. Um, I, I think a name that probably belongs in the conversation is Connor Hellebuck. Uh, you see what he's been able to do with the Winnipeg Jets. You know how good he has been. I don't think he's in that same tier as Carey Price or Marc-Andre Fleury, but I do think that Hellebuck belongs in the conversation. I think so, too. And you look at his career playoff numbers. I mean, I know goals against and save percentage don't tell the whole story, but under two and a half goals a game in his four playoff appearances, that's his career average and a 9.21 or .921 save percentage. It's not his fault that the Winnipeg Jets don't win in the playoffs. I mean, he gives you everything. Last year, a little bit of maybe an aberration, but the the other three times he's been in the playoffs, in fact, you could make the argument that this was maybe his best playoff appearance. What about uh, 2019? Yeah, that's not a good one. It's a blip. That was the year that they lost to the St. Louis Blues in the first round, and and you could definitely make a case that that was Winnipeg's best team under Connor Hellebuck, and they lost to the St. Louis Blues in the first round. Who happened to go on to win the Stanley Cup? Yeah, I think weren't they up two nothing in that series too? And but yeah, it uh, it just they were down two nothing. Down two nothing. Okay. And then uh, matters to tie. It was a road series, weird weird series. Uh, Hellebuck's a, a good name to throw out there, but it, there's like not even close to Vasilevsky. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. as much separation as we've seen in a number of years between the best goaltender in the world and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
And I mean, it's it's Andre Vasilevsky and what he's been able to do over the last two playoff runs that really solidifies it for me. Outside of just being exceptional and very, very good in the regular season, he has been even better in the playoffs. And your point on Carey Price, it, it makes a lot of sense in terms of the regular season success just kind of isn't there for him. It's not been there the last couple of years. However, I think you look at Carey Price engaged in the playoffs. If you have a playoff game you need to win, Carey Price has to be at the top of your list. Uh, in a couple of years, I'm just going to throw it out there. In a couple of years, maybe the gap is closing on Andre Vasilevsky by Igor Shesterkin. That's all I'm going to say. Sturkin, Spencer Knight, uh, mm-hmm. Carter Hart. There's mm-hmm. there's some young players coming, and uh, and some have uh, wobbled. Uh, some are still in the uh, informative years of their career. If Carey Price has an average regular season next year, I think he's still on Canada's Olympic team. That's where the door opens mm-hmm. up for Marc Andre Fleury, big time, uh, to go to uh, Beijing if. Team Canada and the uh, National Hockey League uh, participate. And then you've got Connor Hellebuck. Then you've got Vasilevsky, Team USA, Team Russia, Team Canada, all vying for it. Robin Leonard, Team Sweden. There's a, there's a lot of great goaltenders. Uh, how cool is that, that the Golden Knights, in theory, could have two mm-hmm. goaltenders representing two different countries at the Olympics? Very cool. I mean, I, I don't know if that's ever been done before. The, I'm, I'm sure it has. And you're just throwing that out there to see whether or not we agree with it. No, no, that's what Chapman does. That's what Chapman does. I would bet. I'll bet you lunch that it has not happened before. Absolutely, let's do it. Okay, let's go. Well, well, okay, what's the what's the bet that one team had two goaltenders in the Olympics? One team has had two goalies representing two separate nations in the Olympics. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, Chapman. Yes. Do you want to make it a little bit more difficult and say that the goalies had to play a game or start? No, 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 no. no, no. That, that wasn't no. what I said. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll stick to what I originally right. said. No. Okay. Uh, and if if you go back to the last time Canada was, or the Canada, uh, that the National Hockey League was in the Olympics, Sweden, Canada in the gold medal final. So if that ever repeated itself, you'd have Robin Leonard against oh, uh, Martin, wow. if, if, if it worked out. That would be very, very cool. That would be uh, that would be neat. So uh, just uh, curious, any uh, any reaction to, to what you asked the people on Twitter? Yes, a, a lot of reaction. Uh, we'll go with Stephanie. Depends. Are your forward scoring and what is your power play percentage? <laughs> I feel like Vasilevsky seems most consistent. Uh, Logan Thompson's a goalie, said Spencer Knight. Tyler Bischoff, we all love Tyler, said Malcolm Subban. Um, let's see. Flower 29 power flower since he's in my opinion, the best overall active goalie or Vasilevsky since he's considered the best at the moment. Rob Meach said flurry, uh, Justin Apicata Apodaca. Sorry, messed that one up. Pretty obviously Andre Vasilevsky, um, Vasilevsky. There's just a lot of Vasilevsky here. A lot of Vasilevsky, which uh, which I expected. And number two is is almost wide open. Like, although uh, Malcolm, I'm not putting Malcolm in there. Although Malcolm is is in the running for the best Subban right now. Uh, PK's got to pick up his game uh, in the in the coming years. Uh, we'll uh, turn the page and go to hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. Uh, dealt with a lot uh, during hour number one. I'm not sure how we taught this, Ghosts. but uh, but we will. We will, as the Stanley Cup final inches closer to the start of Game 3 in Montreal. The VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.